Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel, and welcome to Bar Talk. This is Suze, and you're listening to Bar Talk. Trying to make sense of everything, and now I'm feeling taking every word and understand just what you're meaning. Am I sick of love or lovesick? Uh, addicted to your poison. It's bittersweet, it's killing me. You did to me, oh, yeah, yeah. Time to make sense of everything, and now I'm feeling Taking every word and understand just what you're meaning Am I sick of love or lovesick? Uh, addicted to your poison It's bittersweet You're killing me It's killing me, oh, babe I'm too young You always align, but never get my line When you gon' decide, you gon' be walking, baby When you wanna cry, you know you got me, baby When you up low, you know you got me, baby When you wanna 
I'm down the rabbit hole. I just rock and roll. I don't know self control. Time away is much needed. The dismay's got me feeling like an ashtray. Missing this heartbreak with champagne. Can't escape my past ways. Uh, what's gonna explain my mistakes? So I ride along with you. I'm too young to follow through. It could be the things that I've been through, but maybe I need time. Addicted to your poison. It's bittersweet. You're killing me. It's killing me, uh, addicted to your poison It's bittersweet, you're killing me It's killing me, oh baby Welcome, 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 everybody. It's me, your Han Solo, solo ghost roasting time host, Daniel M. Pern, Big D, or the Big Dippers, right here on the latest episode of Bar Talk, right here on AMR. And wherever you get your podcasts, welcome, everyone, to yet another exciting, disgusting episode. I am so excited this week, folks. I am bursting at the seams. We have got an action-packed episode coming up for you this week. Uh, not eight, not ten, but 12 songs as well as a awesome interview coming up for you. So, you better sit down, pour your tea or maybe something a bit stronger, a hot toddy perhaps, because uh, we've got ourselves some absolute bangers to get through. I am so excited. Uh well, I'm going to get straight into it. You just came off Camouflage Rose with Bittersweet and before that, Raria with Tried to Love You. Uh, great couple of tracks to start off. Super excited. Uh, the first track by Raria. Now, this has been out for a few months. A bit, bit older than what we normally play, considering when we do play. And we try and keep things, you know, stuff that's come out in the last few weeks. But I'm making a very notable exception here um, because Raria is- we had, we had the pleasure of actually- Seeing Raria play the other week at the Lunavexa um, album launch at the Prince Bandroom in St Kilda, and she absolutely floored it as an opener. Uh, and it was it was good to finally get the details and get the uh, EP that she put out back in April, which is called "Boys Who Broke My Heart." So it's out now, of course, if you haven't already listened to it. And this is one of the singles that came out with it. Uh, Tried to love you. Really good, and actually, it shows a. It's a great example of how uh, there's these like great guitar licks that just go through the whole song, which is pretty much the setup she had at the gig, where she had a guitarist playing for her with some loops and some backing beats, and her singing with her phenomenal voice. Uh, she is through the 
uh, record label tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow Music Group, welcome to the AMR you know, contact family. Hopefully, we'll be seeing more music from those guys um, in the future. And I'm certainly keen to you know, have Aria on board at So Cool to you know, play music after you've seen the artists play. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that one. Uh, right after that, as I mentioned, we had the absolutely brilliant R&B track, Bittersweet by Camouflage Rose. Now, Camouflage is doing pretty well for, him, for himself, so I hear. In fact, so well, this single is going to be off his upcoming EP, A Night With No Moon, out on the 6th of August. Now, for those of you who don't know, Camouflage Rose is actually from Zimbabwe originally, but he now he's now calls Australia his home for some years now and is um, going to be putting out his new EP on August 6th, so not too far away. Really did like the pulsating synths throughout this one. It is, um, yeah, had a great, great R and B vibe, and you know what, bloody love it. Uh, keep an eye out because he has, in fact, got an upcoming national tour starting August thirteen, right here in Melbourne at Laundry Bar. He's going to places like Hobart. Very good that he hasn't forgotten our little island to the south. He's going to be playing Wollongong, Sydney. Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, you got the two coasts down, that's pretty good. Fremantle, Perth, and then going back to Queensland uh, for Brisbane to finalise that on September 11th. So, good little month ahead of him. And that should be with some special guests. So, please go to camouflagerose.com to see what kind of tickets are left and to catch a show in your state. Now, this week, I had the absolute pleasure of having an a good old fun-filled chat with the uh, Sydney artist, strangely enough. Sorry, not Sydney. I, I mucked that up. Sorry. Why did I say Sydney? I'm getting my artist confused. No, he's from. He's actually from Brisbane, but he lives in Melbourne. So, you're going to be hearing that a little bit later. So, hot, excited to play it. Before that, we're going to play another couple of absolutely killer pop tracks. Uh, the next song we've got- Well, the first one we've got coming up is Euphoria by, and I think you pronounce it this way, forgive me if I mispronounce it, René de, uh, René Lefebvre, I think is how you pronounce it. He's not French. He's, def- he's definitely Australian. And he's doing really well, actually. Got quite a bit going on already for such a young artist. Uh, he's been on like a, one of those, uh, on a un, we'll, me- we'll not mention the name, but, you know, one of those TV shows like the, you know, the, the you know what. <laughs> actually, I won't mention it. He's actually from far north Queensland, but he's now in, in Brisbane, apparently, or um, the Gold Coast, sorry. It's the same place, essentially. But he's he's been on TV. He's 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 apparently been in the Gold Coast Suns, so he's tried his AFL career and has found his true passion in music. So, you know what? As a, as a music person who is not at all into football, I think he's made the best choice. And you know what? We'll let the song speak for itself because it does, you know, like its namesake, have an absolutely euphoric chorus, which I love. I love that loud, soft dynamic, which he's going for. But um, brilliant stuff. Apparently, the song's about, like, just feeling amazing, um, you know, being in the moment. Apparently, it's inspired by his trip down from North Queensland to the Gold Coast, where he's based now. Uh, apparently, he was supposed to be playing South by Southwest last year, which is, you know, it would have been an amazing thing to tick off the bucket list. But uh, unfortunately, a little bad boy got in the way, which uh, <clears throat> which we may be going into lockdown this weekend, going by the amount of cases that came out today. But uh, nonetheless, we won't describe that. Um, I'm here to describe the music, and it's pretty good music. So, great stuff, Rene. 
After that, uh, another brilliant track, Sania or Sania. I'm still trying to work that one out. It's S-A-N-N-I-A with Love You Like. Talk about slip pop, slick pop. It's a great, great track. Beautiful synths again and really good use of quite prominent but sparsely interjected per, um, percussion. It's how you do it properly, I think. Again, another artist that's really gaining a lot of attention from a lot of different places, including, and most importantly, us here at AMR. Worked with a few artists that we are familiar with and we've played before on this show, Mia Ray, Maul Rat, and Tia Costello. She supported Tia Costello uh, on some previous shows. That's pretty awesome. Uh, worked with a bunch of other artists as well. She's really getting into the nitty gritty of the industry, and which is exactly what you know you're supposed to do as a young artist and fucking kicking goals. I love it. Uh, great song, love you like. All these songs are out now. As always, we had so many tracks come through in the last few weeks that that's the only reason why I had to extend it to twelve. Um, and you can tell by how good the songs are. You can tell you what I had to cut out so many good ones too. I'm not kidding. But uh, apparently the song, going back to Sanya, the song was inspired by uh, an Amy Whitehouse biopic, Winehouse biopic, and a song about a junkie. So, oh, sorry, not a song, and a film about a junkie. So, take that as you will. Um, but nonetheless, it's inspired some brilliant music. I'm not going to uh, waste your time, folks. We've got, we've got to get right onto it because we've got a lot to get through. So, here they are. Sanya would love you like, and right now, Renee Lefebvre with Euphoria. Right here on Bar Talk. We are young at heart. No one to disguise us. The sky left to guide us. We run so far and leave it behind. Sunrises and coconuts. Morning sun on both of us. Smiling at the skies at night. Don't look back, we'll be alright. I know you're still scared of the dark shadows that are in your past. Just hold my hand and close your eyes. I'm by your side. Euphoria. So free. Standing on top of the Oh 
Hello, hello in there. You better be listening to AMR. My friends keep saying you're no good for me. My friends keep saying you're no good for me. Withdrawal, high fever, headaches and pains and these feelings. I call you, hey stranger. You can't talk, you're busy Hotel room, no sunlight Walk circles round in the moonlight You call me, am I busy? I'm on seven, can you come get me? And I love you like a drug I can't get enough, get enough of you But you make me go without Now I'm coming down to you, come around Well, ladies and gents and everyone else, how about that? That was a bit of nice. That was a bit of Sarnia with Love You Like and Renee Lefebvre with the Euphoria right here on Bar Talk on AMR. Yes, uh, I think that was pretty moist. I'm, I'm so excited. Um, I keep saying excited. I don't know why. I need to get a thesaurus. Like I need to, I need to have, I think, the thesaurus 
opened up on the page with the result saying, you know, excited and I should just be reading, you know, randomly a word off that single paragraph every single time because I think that's the only way it's going to, you're going to get me from stop saying that word or not saying it as much, I suppose. I digress. When the songs are this good, you can't really complain, can you? You know what also is pretty damn good? Um, the other, Some of the other shows that we've got here on AMR, I'm going to be sort of plugging them here and there as we go in and out, you know, in and out, in and out. <laughs> no, the first one I want to mention is, of course, Mint, the Mint Factory. Uh, it's been a few weeks since we've had a new episode. They're on a bit of a hiatus. Hopefully, they should be back soon, but they're always playing this kind of shit. It's amazing. So, I'm going to take up the mantle here of like- the new pop tracks that come through <laughs> try and get them some love at the moment because uh, they're not getting as much love as they normally would under normal circumstances. Uh, Gareth there, he's a busy ba- he's a busy boy. Can't do all the shows. <laughs> I don't blame him. When he has got some episodes coming out, they are some pretty swell stuff. Uh, it's usually him and a, a rotating slew of awesome co-hosts as they sort of traverse through some of the best indie pop and other genre music coming through, just playing everything essentially. Uh, and just describing it, I guess, going through the the press releases and telling us about what the artists are up to. And uh, I should also mention too, FarQ, FarQ Radio and TV, or in the case of the podcast they put out, FarQ Radio with uh, Grumpy and Skeet. New episode came out uh, Tuesday as of release, and you should go and check it out because they play, or they mainly focus on music that's uh, from the far north Queensland, you know, Talking about an artist that we we just played from from originally far north Queensland, it's it's good to see like the uh, the music love going strong up there in the tropics. You know, the humidity definitely gets to you and just slows things down a touch. So you're never taking life too fast. I feel. And that said, I, I don't know too many people from from up in Cairns and Townsville and that, so maybe they can correct me. Maybe it's very fast-paced. Maybe the heat makes your brain work over time, you know? Who knows? I, I really- I'm sort of just spewing hypotheses as I go, which is my general thing. But nonetheless, uh, tune into Far Q Radio, or actually more specifically, stream the latest episode of Far Q Radio and engorge yourself in this slew of artists of beautifully- done artists that are from that area. Uh, it's out now. You can listen to the latest episodes of both The Mint Factory and FarQ Radio on AustralianMusiciansRadio.com where you find everything AMR related. It's the best place to start to get yourself, you know, engrossed in the AMR world that we've got ourselves into, unfortunately, or fortunately. But as I said before, very soon I'm going to be uh, playing the awesome new that I did with Greg from Strangely Enough. We had a fun old chat. He's also down here in Melbourne now, as I mentioned before. And uh, we talked a bit about his brand new uh, sort of record, an EP that's come out, which is called Stories You Tell Yourself. And I, I thought it was really brilliant. You should go and stream it if you haven't, if, after you've um, listened to the episode in full, because there is some really, really good instrumentation and very good production on there. So, you're going to hear actually a taste of that record very soon called Long Time Coming, which is, I believe, a previous single. Anyway, it's the opening track. It's a track we haven't played yet on this show. Um, but before that, speaking of artists that we've played before, uh, Messiah has recently come out with a new single called Mungbean, the beautiful duo from Across the Ditch. They've released this new single. And uh, we've played them before, actually, last year. We played their previous single, Soda Dream. And, and these guys are just chill, 
to the max. I can't remember where they're from, but they're from the town that I think I described as being the Byron Bay of New Zealand. Uh, so, you know, people from Byron Bay can, you know, <laughs> get offended, as Byron Bay people do by everything. But uh, the town's called Raglan, and it sounds pretty chill because- um, Half of the one half of the juror is Ricky Runway, who we've also played before. So that guy is talented, and uh, it's a duo between him and Kaoa or Kaya. I think that's how you pronounce it. These New Zealand names they bloody mix me up. I don't know how, but Masaya have been so busy lately. They've done a bit of a tour, a bit of a cheeky little nationwide tour over there. They just finished that on July 9. And they're actually going to be opening for, this is pretty exciting, for LAB in Hamilton on July 17, which is this Saturday. How cool is that? LAB, artists that we've played before as well. And those guys, I imagine, would be awesome live. And to open for them, pretty fucking cool. I imagine Messiah would be pretty, like, energetic and, you know, jumpy and just wanting to get you down into the funk. And this song is no exception. It is so funky. As you expect, just absolute chicken scratch guitars all the way through and at the forefront of the mix. You know, that's how you're supposed to do funk. They're, you know, people say, oh, don't do, you can throw out the rule book, do what you want with music. But no, no. if your funk doesn't include at least a bit of chicken scratch guitars, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to tut, tut, tut you all the way to some, you know, to my, uh, to my uh, Telecaster fretboard. Yeah, that was one, that was off the top of my head. Hope you rated that pretty highly. I should I should do a joke soon. Should I do a Should I do a solo joke and then I should add like audience clapping in the post edit? Maybe I should, folks. I'm going to pause that thought and come back to it later. But right now, I'm going to play this awesome track, "Mung Bean by Messiah," and strangely enough, long time coming. Strangely enough, interview coming up real soon, right here on Bar Talk. Twisted up across that funky mountain 
Greg from Strangely Enough, and you're listening to AMR.
Okay, 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 okay. That was um, you know what? That was that was pretty good. That was all right, folks. That was oh, was uh was a long a long time coming. I tell you what, that we actually played that song. Long time coming. And and would you believe that's the name of the song? It's by a absolutely brilliant artist that we've played before on this show. You might remember that we played one of his previous singles, Are You More? And I'll tell you what, after playing that one, I was definitely keen for more. The man's come out with his debut EP, which is called Stories You Tell Yourself. And I was telling myself, I've got to get him in for a chat. So, you know what? We make things happen right here. And I've got him right now on the line, all the way from across town, not even from interstate. Please welcome, strangely enough. G'day, g'day. I wouldn't be allowed into your show if I was from an interstate. Be, um, you know, I'd have to quarantine before I could pick up the phone. <laughs> I'm worried you're going to like just send those bad vibes down the phone if you if you're not from town. You know, whereas I, I kind of oh, really? know what I'm getting into when when you're from the locale. Yeah, it's like we've all got the same PTSD as opposed to a slightly different variant. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I feel like we can just be a little bit more relatable to each other. You know. Mm. Yeah. No, I agree. What? But Greg, welcome to the show. Um, it's it's a pleasure to have you on finally after you've released your EP. So congratulations mm. on that. How how are you feeling? Now? It's been about a month since it's come out. Yeah, thanks. No, feeling great. Um, it's a, yeah the debut P for strangely enough. So that is pretty awesome. Um, we've done you know up until this point a lot of singles, quite a few singles anyway, uh, and that's. Um, obviously great as well it's sort of like you've got a really concentrated sort of release it's all around this one song but yeah i've really enjoyed putting out a larger body of work holy p and and mm-hmm. one of the best things is actually hearing um you know which uh what what songs people like the most and that may or may not have been sort of the obvious you know singles or or it might be something that's a little bit more hidden in the track list it's gonna so say it's yeah it's it's something it is it's quite a concise little record it's not no, it's not really a sprawling release. It, it's just it's it's very tight, and it's very mm. concise, and it's a nice nice short and sweet listen. I think. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, start uh, <laughs> start somewhere, <laughs> but um, yeah. No, thanks. Feels great to have it out. Thanks for giving it a spin. Ah, pleasure. It, it is. You know, the namesake is there. This EP has been a bit of a long time coming because that that aforementioned single, um, you, you put it out over a year ago now, or at least you know at mm. least a year before you came out with the EP. Uh, mm. So I mean, mm. you, I saw you release it back right at the cusp of when the world turned upside down last mm. year. W- what was it like then having this this great upheaval happen just as you're like getting hooked into getting a release schedule out there? What was it like having to experience that? Well, yeah, I mean, I suppose it was it was a bit shit, like uh, it was for a lot of people. We had a let's not beat around the bush, um, people. Let's not beat around the bush. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a really summing up this entire year. You know, let me uh, let me speak directly to your heart right now. It was it was a bit shit, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, yeah. So we we had a tour planned, um, and we had to cancel all that, and. Um, but, you know, I suppose it's probably in a way that a lot of people felt, you know, there was just nothing you could do, no no control over the situation or anything like that. So um, I found that just kind of uh, almost weirdly um, relaxing in that it was like, okay, well, everything's fucked, um, but there's nothing I can do about it. So just, um, yeah, I don't need to stress about, you know, like answering the next email or organizing the van from city a to city b or whatever it's just like yeah. 
just uh, just just sit here and enjoy the uh, enjoy the ruins of it all, I suppose. So um, yeah, weird feeling, but um, there you go. I mean, it's speaking of losing control, like you're gonna. Do you feel like that that is a, an emotion and a, a theme that you you come across a bit because the you've described the EP as sort of a, just a, an expression of these mental ideas you have. So I mean, at what point do you feel like you're in control of the themes that you're writing about, as opposed to just letting it flow? Yeah, really interesting question. Um, <clears throat> definitely more the latter than the former, to tell you the truth. Um, uh, yeah, I give me a bit more. Y- Come on, Greg, we're gonna dig deep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give me that. Give me that. That solar, you know, media information. You know, you've had you've had four hundred interviews by now saying, "Oh, what's your favorite band?" Yeah, what's, yeah, yeah. What's, yeah. What's the what's it like? You know, what's what's it like playing on stage? You know, these we're past yeah. these pedestrian questions, Greg. Yeah, well, I've, I mean, I've forgotten what that one's like, <laughs> the, the stage one, and the favorite band is definitely like the Wiggles. But um, wait, legit or are yeah, you? okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Man. I, I really don't. I really shouldn't laugh because those are guys you want to look up to. Like, they're definitely yeah. But Look, I enjoyed that Uber Eats ad recently. That was that was you know that was the uh, oh. best song of twenty twenty one so far. <laughs> wow, that's that's a only halfway through the year and you're pulling yeah. some calling some shots. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take feel, a sound bite confident. of what you just said and then play it back at the end of the year and see if you you still hold the same opinion. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, um, back to the serious stuff. Uh, yeah, so I suppose a lot of the time my lyric writing process is um, like get into a, a band room or get into the you know my home studio or whatever, and, and sort of like the the melody comes first, definitely. And mm-hmm. uh, so um, actually, sort of just accompany that with whatever sort of sounds kind of work. So whatever sort of mumbo jumbo, like little snatches of words or little syllables or whatever. Um, and it kind of sounds a little bit ridiculous, but that sort of becomes the the basis for uh, for for the lyrics because you sort of pull out like, okay, that kind of sounds like this, and then that kind of um, you know, it's kind of like have you ever like looked stared at a wall that's like you know got uh, you know like those fridge magnets you have that have like they've all just got one word on each magnet and you can sort of rearrange them to different sentences and stuff like that. Oh yeah, it's I used of, to. It, I had a set of those when I was a kid. I used to find them weirdly entertaining. Oh, they're so good. Yeah. They're so good. Um, but it's sort of it's sort of like that, I suppose. You know, you're looking at this uh, nonsensical collage of l- words and syllables and stuff like that, and something uh, sort of uh, your subconscious sort of, um, if you let it, will form those into you know into into a lyric, into a hook, into a uh, the first line of a verse or something like that. So I find that just you know that sort of element of accident. Um, is just uh, a way easier thing, way easier way for me to uh, be creative with my lyrics rather than you know sitting down, I don't know, next to a steel pond or something like that, and uh, um, musing about uh, what it is I really truly feel, and uh, you know, uh, just just willing it into existence. So um, so yeah, um, I hope that's deep enough for you. The sitting and staring thing is just a little bit too cliched. I feel. Well, it doesn't really work for me anyway. <laughs> so, so, looks good. Looks so good on Instagram. You've found the old, uh, you, you've found the old Scrabble method then quite quite effective. Oh, the yeah. Is that is that That's what we're allowed idea, to call actually. it? I, uh, we are now. I think you've just coined it. Thank you. Um, yeah, mental Scrabble. Yep. 
Yeah, no, that's that's okay. So I was going to say, uh, you, I like how you've found this very peculiar method for putting together your songs. Mm. Yeah, well, it's sort of, um, yeah, it wasn't deliberate, uh, but it kind of works. So, you know, go with it. <laughs> Have you ever written songs via a method that's just been totally foreign to you up until then? Um, yeah, probably not very good ones, though. Uh, <laughs> That's how he knows his method works. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, it delivers the goods. Yeah, but no, not so much. Uh, I have done things like, you know, wh- one thing I really like doing, actually, is picking up an instrument that I'm totally unfamiliar with uh, and, and, and writing a song on that. Um, just because you don't have any, you know, I find if you're picking up an instrument, a guitar, for example, that, you know, you've played for many, many years and, and, you know, you've got some songs that you know really, really well, you, it's just really easy to fall into those, you know, that same patterns, the same chord mm. progression, the same, and oh, we'll go from here oh, to there. Oh, that works, but it also <laughs> sounds exactly like all those other songs. So, um, yeah, like, like I had a, um, a really lucky experience a couple of years ago where I was traveling in, um, in Portugal and, uh, for quite a few months. And, um, yeah, I picked up a instrument called a Fado, F-A-D-O, mm. um, which is sort of, it's Portuguese instrument kind of halfway between a, a lute and a guitar. Um, anyway, so, you know, got to travel around with that for a couple of months and, and learn how to play some, um, you know, some some crappy pop songs like that. And, um, yeah, I find I find that sort of thing really, really enjoyable. What sure. kind of tuning is that instrument in? Because I know with lute, the actual tuning you're supposed to have is whether you tune down the G string to an F sharp. Oh, yeah. And that's lute tuning. Uh, oh, right. And, and, and the rest yeah. of it's similar to a guitar? The rest of it's the same, yeah. So if you ever yeah, read right. lute music, it's kind of weird to play on guitar because that one extra yeah, semitone cool. moved, moved. But is it the same? Yeah, We're just playing right. it in the standard tuning, were you? Um, no, it's it's a different tuning. It's it's six strings, um, and then a double of each string, kind of like a twelve string guitar. Right. Um, and each string it goes it's C E G, and then the top strings are also C E G. Uh, so it has kind of has sort of like a sixth chord feeling, um, to it. Which I was going to say nice you'd be able to do a lot of interesting bar chords with that. I'd I'd feel. Mm, mm, yeah. No. Yeah. No. You can. So. Um, yeah, it's a cool instrument, but but you're taking yourself out of your comfort zone, sort of how you, you mentioned then. Um, yeah, it's a really valuable thing. What was it like? So did you play much music while you were traveling, like as in performing or that sort of thing? Little bits. Um, you know, I, I got to see a lot of cool music, mm. um, and, and I did actually end up playing kind of an informal slot at a very small festival in Budapest. So that was oh, pretty cool. nice. Nice. Um, you, but yeah, you went for a bit of the George Ezra thing, just traveling Europe for a, bit, a little while, <laughs> just seeing yeah, what happens. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely do worse things. <laughs> but True. after that, I, after that, I went to um, I went to India for a month, uh, and that was yeah, it was a whole other whole other world. Um, yeah, and, and and also got to experience some some very very cool music over there also. So. Yeah, um, getting out and traveling and seeing seeing how other people do it is, um, yeah, one of the best things you can do, I think. Hmm. Did you find it just gives that little bit of extra perspective that you didn't have before, seeing those different cultures and how they interact with music? <clears throat> yeah, well, you know, you, you, you don't know what you don't know. Um, and it's the sort of thing that I think, 
you know, filters down in, in interesting ways um, and, and might, you know, resurface in, in interesting ways as well, you know, the, the um, influences from those experiences. So, and that's, that's musical and, and, and non-musical as well. But um, hmm. yeah, something, something that's sort of like as personal and as, um, uh, you know, kind of as ethereal as music is, it's, it's just fascinating how different cultures have, have developed that. Different cultures, they seem to default to yeah. different scales and, and different tonalities as well. Which I've yeah. heard. I'm talking like I'm an expert. I really am not. But uh, well, well, no. I think that's that's the that's that's yeah. very very true. There. I mean, there are some like the pentatonic scale is mm. uh, very widespread, uh, which is really interesting of itself. Um, but yeah, like you know, um, checking out things like um, you know Indian ragas and stuff like that, and you know they've got a whole sort of microtonal. Um, uh, sort of system going on there, and but I mean, even even within other sort of European countries, um, mm, mm. Y- you know, we have we have this idea of what what is sounds right and what sounds correct, and um, it's just interesting uh, seeing a culture, a musical culture, where that's completely not the case, and uh, you know, how how could that be? You know, that, that this sounds yeah. obviously this this G major chord just sounds just right like inherently right but it's it's not the case it's just uh mm. it's just how our ears have been tuned mm. Mm. as much as the instrument so n- now that you've um i guess it was it's been at least a couple of years since you've done that traveling obviously mm. <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah yeah it goes without saying i think but no now that you had a bit of time to ground yourself is it important as well just as much to get out there and experience the world as to have that in, you know looking sort of that experience where you're looking in that you would have had to have mm. had this last year and just ha- have that sort of more reflective period. Do you find that's just as important? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the two, you know, you can't – to be productive, you have to have both. But, um, you know, I think myself and a lot of uh, a lot of anyone trying to be sort of, you know, make any art have found, you know, the last sort of 18 months really difficult because of that, because there's, there's limited experience to go out there and – and, and stimulate yourself and um, yeah uh, people people have found really wonderful creative ways of, of doing it um, and and one of the things <laughs> I really enjoy is that people are now um, really keen for you know like gigs and things like that again because you know they haven't had that for, for ages but the last 18 months has been I think it's been an interesting experiment of what happens when you can't uh, challenge yourself so much when when you are stuck so were you surprised then that your productivity had? decreased when you look back at last year well yeah musical productivity definitely is sort of like great now i got all this time but um yeah i know inspiration strikes at at, at odd times um you, you, you can't really plan it so um that muse she's yeah. a real bastard <laughs> yeah well she's she's elusive <laughs> um yeah yeah how about you how about me well it's, it's the same thing is well, this is not my interview <laughs> but no, you're right. It's uh, right. Personally, I did find it very difficult to keep up the productivity and keep practicing, keep writing, keep playing. Mm. Even even live streaming was not not something I ended up doing as much as I thought I would. So mm. yeah, I think that's. And then when I when I've since I've talked to people, I, I thought it would have just been a me thing. But then since I was talking to people since we came out of that really big lockdown, especially last year, pe- most people were the same. So it's yeah. it's really interesting to see like you I would have thought locking yourself in your room and would have really pushed this interesting sort of writing style but 
I don't know if you found the same thing, but it's this idea of that. I think it's this this idea that if you have nothing to push you, you're going to stagnate, mm. which makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I find some of my most creative times for for writing music, at least, are yeah, really unexpected. Like um, sitting hungover on a on a, on a couch somewhere, mm. or mm. Um, you know, like. Uh, I don't know taking a walk by the ocean or uh you know taking a, a a train ride out to work or something like that. Yeah. Um yeah, so it's, it it often doesn't strike um in your room by yourself on a Wednesday afternoon after three glasses of wine uh, for no particular reason. <laughs> yeah, that Sometimes wine. it does though. So yeah. Uh, it's a saucy <laughs> it's a saucy mix that wine. Um with um I was going to say, is there any sort of speaking of like locations and inspiration and that? Is there anything? Is there anywhere you'd like to go just to try and see if that would sort of uh, ignite some sort of spark? Mm. Maybe some specifically, not just to go travel, but specifically to create and write and maybe record. Mm. Is there a location you'd love to do that in? Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, South America has been on my, you know. Um, I suppose that destination for me mm. for a while. Um, I'd really love to go to Cuba. Uh, yeah, to I don't know, just experience a whole different culture that I've never had the chance to um, experience before. And then their culture is such a, a strong and distinct sort of um, yeah musical identity. So yeah, yeah, anywhere in South America, really, I'd really um, uh, anywhere from Cuba right down to Patagonia. Um, I would love the opportunity to do that. Have you actually ever visited South America or Latin America before? Never, not mm. uh, yeah, America okay. in general. I've never been to the the continent either. Yeah. So, okay. um, so yeah, so it's, it's on the list. Would be would be an amazing experience to do the whole length. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Far out. <laughs> Just um, on your bucket need, list. You need so. a couple of years, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Easily, yeah. 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 For sure, yeah. Just buy like a I don't know, um, a, a little beetle car or something like that, and just off you go. But um, yeah, fuck yeah, why not? Traveling but sounds yeah, a lot good America. right now. Traveling sounds amazing right now. Obviously not a thing, yeah. But <laughs> you can yeah, dream. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. I've got colleagues though who are like one of my colleagues. She's uh, in America. She she lives in in Austin mm, and mm. Uh, just just went on a. Um, a trip to Peru, so right. you know it's it's happening. It's starting again. Um, yeah, it won't be that long. But my 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 passport expired over the lockdown, so I don't. I can't even leave the country, even though I was able to. So um, yeah, first first things first, I suppose, huh? <laughs> Get that admin done. Come on, yeah. you've got nothing else yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just just be whimsical. Find a <laughs> pond to sit next to. Yeah. Uh, with 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 your recording of the EP, mm. how was it like putting that together? What sort of what sort of process did you have to go through to get yourself well, it was putting an interesting those songs one. together? It was an interesting one because uh, the recording was done uh, remotely. Uh, well, ha- mm. a lot of it was anyway. Um, yeah, so so the rest of my band is in uh, Brisbane, where um, I moved from recently. Um, so there's a studio and engineer they've been working with there, Cody McWaters, who works out of Hunting Ground Studios. So yeah, yeah we, we did a couple of, um, uh, remote recording sessions, which was pretty cool. So, you know, Ben, my drummer went to the studio and set everything up there and, you know, we had like a camera set up so I could, you know, 
uh, see what was going on, and then like a high quality sort of live stream coming through to my home studio here yeah. in Melbourne. Um, so yeah, that was pretty cool and actually worked surprisingly well. And then vocals and uh, violin and guitar and things like that we did um, down here in Melbourne, um, both at home and also at Audrey Studios uh, in, in Coburg. So um, yeah, it was, it was a bit all over the shop, but I think worked really well. I was going to say, so it wasn't just all at home. You did actually go into a studio down here to do a bit. Yes, yes. No, definitely. Yeah, no, Craig from uh, from Audrey Studios helped out a lot. That was a good session. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, quite a lot at home. A lot of the um, tracks are made kind of with homemade synths. So a lot of the um, sound design sort of happens, happens at home. So um, yeah, a bit of both. Mm. How important is it to do that that pre production sort of thing? Is it is it? Have you found it incredibly, an incredible you know, incredibly important part of that process? Yeah, well, for sure. Um, it's sort of the pre production process and the composition process is all sort of intertwined into one. For you know, with my music, I think with a lot of music, I think it's increasingly becoming more of common. You know, yeah. pre production, composition, and mixing. Um, is sort of there's there's I don't think there's quite the um you know often there is but some you know in this sort of style of music there's often not that uh, as hard a distinction between the three as there is in 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 other um types of music so yeah um for example a lot of the songs in on this this EP um you know those sort have of written at home um, but also the sounds of like I said the sounds of some of these synths were designed. At home, and that sort of that sort of like informs the composition of it as well. You know that sound design, um, and then on top of that, you sort of like can can layer the other parts and things like that. But um, yeah, it's all sort of blended into one, really. Yeah, it's just it's turning into one big mushy, you know, auditory so. nightmare, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just one big Ableton session. Yeah, yeah, is your life. Yeah, I can chew up that RAM on the computer. Yeah, that's right. In saying that, it's really it is really helpful to you know I um I don't mix my own stuff um kind of as much out of choice as as, as out of uh, inability, but um yeah it's it's really I find good to give it to someone else to get you know someone else's ear on it to to do a different part of the process like mixing, uh, like mastering because um you know otherwise you sort of can live in your head a bit too much and especially if you question any of your decisions um you know you can I think, get kind of lost pretty quickly so there's definitely value in uh you know having a bit more of a segmented approach to it and, and getting some different ears on it well speaking of speaking of sort of that that critiquing process that you just mentioned there is there much are you one of those people that will really Never, and it's quite common too. Um, one of those people that will always be looking to improve, but at the from a more you know, if you, if you take a step back, and other people will look at it and go, "Well, no, that's actually fine, Greg. It's actually all right." But, mm. Like, are you mm. thinking that it's less perfect than it probably is? Is that where you usually come from? Um, yeah, man, it's such a it's such a hard line to walk, isn't it? Like, you know, um, that's the old adage, like, you know, it's never done. It's just you just run out of time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to some extent that's true. But also, I don't know, I think I can 
I've, I've released a bit of music now and I think at this point I can be a little bit pragmatic um, <laughs> and just say, you know, it's it's done, like, you know, or this will do. Um, I think more than anything, I just get, you know, kind of sick of the songs. It's like, okay, I'm ready for something new now. Like, don't get me wrong, there's there's the, my fair share of obsession and uh, critiquing and sort of like tweaking, but I've also had the experience of, of ruining a song uh, or ruining a mix from, from thinking about too much. Uh-oh. And going back and, Sto- and, and and working on too much <laughs> story so time to- Sto- story time greg <laughs> uh, not a very interesting <laughs> story but just um well, well don't say that you don't to- premise a story by saying it's not very interesting <laughs> that well, way i'm just i'm just <laughs> what i was gonna say that way we will be disappointed regardless well that's i'm just lowering your expectations <laughs> so that when the story comes on and it is good then you're like wow shit that was better than i thought it was gonna it's be exceeded my expectations very, very clever that's very clever yeah that's right i'm getting into your head here but um <laughs> yeah look um i had that with uh one of my previously released songs where this has been a song that i um had sort of written for for a long long time and i was really 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 proud of it um mm-hmm. and uh you know i thought like this is going to be the song that like does it and yeah. that um sort of uh i was sort of defining myself around this song like this is what the band is about you know now sort of thing at this point in time and that is kind of an exciting feeling and, and not entirely a bad thing but then um you know it was like sort of after a year or something like that of, of, of recording and mixing this song, it got to the end of it. And um, it was one totally sick of, of working on this song. And two, it just had a feeling had, it had a vibe that was just very different to, you know, what the, what the original demo had had, you know, I had this demo, which had been playing for about eight months and there was just, maybe it's because I'd listened to it so much, but there was just some sort of, you know, this kind of magic going on, um, that it was, you know, so much of recording is, is, is sort of like trying to capture lightning in a bottle, you know, like it, it, sometimes yeah. it only strikes once and, and sometimes you're not, not, not doing the final takes at that time. So it, yeah, it came out just, and, and didn't quite have that magic. Um, it was still, I think a great song and a good recording, but, um, it's just being worked on too much. And I think maybe if I had my time back, I'd, I'd try and take more even from that demo, even if it didn't sound perfect. I was going to say, so, have you ever um, thought about maybe just releasing the demo? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I should. Just, but, get, just get a nice um, bit of mastering on it and be like, just that. That's it. This is the magic. Yeah, give, yeah, leave, yeah, yeah, give yeah, it, yeah. leave it. You take it or leave it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I have actually recently been digging through some of the old. Um, sort of like live recordings and uh, band rehearsal recordings and stuff like that. And there are a few magical moments which mm. we have managed to capture uh, and the plan is to put them out over the next okay. couple of weeks. Um, that's, uh, warts and all. Mm, that's, that sort of cuts into what I was going to ask later about what's coming up next, but that sounds pretty pretty sexy if I don't, say yeah. my, if I don't mind saying so myself. Yeah, yeah, well, please, please do. Um, I mean, you can take whatever you want from it, but um, – <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I'm I'm really I'm really keen to do that because um, there's there's so much prep and so much work and all the rest of it that goes into one of these releases. So just to do something that's just like ah, oh, cool, I found this on my <laughs> hard drive. Like, blah, take that, you know. Just something to get rid um, of, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but also at the same, completely honest, you know, completely raw. And I 
love that when I hear um, it in recordings. Um, yeah, so so hopefully emulate a bit of that. Mm. Have you done Have you done much live playing solo since you've been down here in Melbourne? Because you know how as you as you were saying before, your band's all interstate. What What do you do yeah. when you got to play live? Well, I've done a few um, acoustic gigs, so mm. uh, yeah, these these songs actually translate okay to uh, you know to sort of stripped down acoustic setup. Um, I've been doing a few other gigs with some other people as well. Um, been playing with my friend Kyron, who's um, in a couple of different groups. One's the Tipplers, which is an Irish band, which is super mm. fun. Nice. Uh, and the other one is uh, Gibberish, which is sort of like a uh, improv electro stuff. So yeah, that. And then, um, yeah, a few um, uh, acoustic gigs with Strangely Enough stuff. Um, uh, but yeah, the the idea really is to get the band down uh, to play down here, and we were all set to go with that uh, until uh, good old uh, the lockdown <laughs> in Queensland happened, and yeah. we had to we had to cancel all those gigs. So yeah, uh, shitty timing, but all right, what do you do? You know, keep on going. Have you ever? Do you have to distinguish sometimes when you write songs between songs that you'd really only play solo? And ones that you would play with the band only? Uh, not really, um, because I enjoy taking songs to the band and just like they're wonderful, really wonderful, talented musicians, mm. um, and uh, they you know surprise me all the time. I sort of rely on it to tell you the truth. Being yeah. surprised. Tell us a bit about uh, them but, too. I don't think it's always worth worth giving us the rundown. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, well, there's Ben Ben Shannon on drums. Um, and he is uh, – we met at uni. I was studying mm. music technology. He was studying jazz drums. Um, what a mixture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. It's a good one for sure. Um, he just went full Barry he, B. Benson. Just, do you like jazz? And you're like, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was more like – actually, it was more like, do you like gent, actually? <laughs> he's, gent? He's, 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 yeah, yeah. That was, that was sort of the first musical conversation I had with him oh, about okay. gent. Um, but you have to. I'm I'm so, feeling ignorant here. Is this some sort of reference I'm supposed to know about? It's it's like metal music that's in like eleven eight time signature or something like so that. So it's a genre. Um, of, it's a subgenre of music. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I can say um, I've never come across that before that term before. So I'm going to have to do my research to to bring yeah. myself up to speed now. Yeah. Well, get ready. Um, <laughs> yeah, DJ ENT. Um, oh, so, gent. Yeah, I think I've heard. Yes, sorry, it's a silent D. Yes. Yeah. 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 Don't yeah. forget the D, folks. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that's Ben. He's he's yeah he's he's an awesome dude. He's got a lot of really cool creative stuff um, going on. Oh, also, claim to fame for him, he was a uh, he played the orangutan drummer orangutan who in okay. a recent Cadbury commercial. So. Uh, that's pretty cool. Oh, ones where they're like it's the dancing, the drumming monkey in that. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That so was that's, him. That's um, what, <laughs> yeah. So, so pretty cool. What a what a bizarre um, claim to fame. No one can even yeah. recognize you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I tell you what, when I when I see that ad, I recognize him straight away. The just just, just you know just from his playing yeah. style. 
No, just his, just the face, really. He's, he's an ugly motherfucker. So wait, but um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so they didn't even have to put prosthetics on him or anything. They go, oh, you're, yeah, you're- that's right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They just told him to take off his shirt. <laughs> um, no, no, I. He's a, he's a handsome man. Just he's be a, careful. He's a very handsome man. D- the only one I'd be worried about if someone says you look like a baboon, I'd say, how the hell have you seen me with my pants down? <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so that's that's. Uh, apologies for that's the bad joke, and apologies for. Apologies to your friend for, you know, getting a bit too close to home there. <laughs> uh, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so that's that's Ben. Um, okay. And then there's Zach. He's on base. He also was studying at jazz. Mm. Um, Does he resemble uni- a giraffe? I feel like bassists, if you've got like a, a bassist that is a, a skinny bassist, they always have long necks. Yeah, no, he's – oh, God – Am He's I- more of like a, I don't know, like a rhinoceros beetle or something like that. Um, <laughs> We've got to compare but- all your band now to animals. Uh, yeah. I'm getting very invested yeah, yeah, yeah. in this in this idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, let's go with rhinoceros beetle. R- R- rhinoceros just because they're, they're really cool, apart from being kind of kind of Zackish. Uh, um, okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, he's 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 a cool dude. Um, uh, also a jazz dude. Also kind of into metal, but also kind of into. Uh, he's got this really cool um, sort of like pop rock band called Joel, which is which mm. is super fun. But then also uh, like really sort of like classical jazz, um, and then really spagged out jazz. Um, him and Ben have got another band called Milton Man Go, which is um, a real treat if you if you ever want to chuck that on. Um, but yeah, and then there's Adam Adam Brill uh, on guitar and synth, and he's, oh, he's maybe got a bit of a draft vibe. He's a he's a tall dude. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe something like a like a halfway between. Yeah, let's go draft. Like you know, a draft, but like a draft <laughs> with like majesty. You know, like imagine if like a draft had like a lion's mane or something like that. Okay, um, so it's like a really long beard, like a giraffe with a massive goatee that goes all the way down. Yeah, something like that. Well, he hasn't. He hasn't. Yeah, it's got a pretty normal beard. He's just. I'm just trying to say he's a bit majestic. Is what I'm trying okay. to say. I really, okay. I really dig his majesty. So he's got a good mane um, on him. Then has he? He does. He okay. does have a pretty good, pretty good mane. Yeah. Um, and um, is also quite good at reaching uh, leaves on the top half of trees because uh, he's because he's tall. So well, I think well that, fed. Also, that's that's a well described description there, Greg. I'm very impressed. <laughs> Look, it's what it's what I was looking for when I was shopping <laughs> around for a guitarist. So, um, Just see someone hit those yeah. high notes. Yeah, that's right. But yeah. not like that. Someone to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm kind of short, so I need someone, you know, hit the high notes, get the thing off the top shelf in the pantry, um, play some play some synthesizer. So that was really my three main um, requirements. Actually, yeah, now I've worked out why I've never seen a short synthesizer player because you need to be a, you need to be well, you need to be at least six foot three to get you know if you got your big stack of synths, you can't yeah, be like, reaching too true. far above your head. <laughs> <laughs> we we actually do have a double stack synth, so <laughs> there you go. Well, then, uh, yeah, the being at least average height is definitely a requirement there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I wonder if you could get sort of like a you know when you have multi layer bookshelves and you have like a ladder that you can you know swing around to different parts of it and climb up to get the bookshelves uh, books was, on the top of the shelf. I was gonna say get them a high chair if they're a tad too short. Oh yeah, that could be good. So they can sit up. Um, 
but um yeah that was that's that's out of well apart from being majestic and and <laughs> and uh tall uh adam is um yeah a really excellent guitarist um really funky keyboard player yeah and um He's actually also got another band of his own with Zach as well. Actually, it's very incestuous little circle we got going on here. But they've it got really another actually called. It really is. <laughs> I, you don't really think of Brisbane as being the uh, the, the state or the, the area of Australia known for their uh, familial relations, so to speak. But- well, <laughs> you know, once you're onto a good thing, um, you know, there's no need going, to stop. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, we've got a very close scene, close knit scene. Perhaps too close knit, but um, uh, yeah, no, no, they've got a really cool band called um, uh, Lamborghini Eagle Man. Right. What so, a name. Uh, yeah, what a name, right? Um, so yeah, check them out also. But um, yeah, anyway, that's the band. Um, they're pretty sweet. Uh, oh, and we'll be doing some shows with um, a really excellent violinist, Caitlin. Mm. Um, mm. on 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 electric violin. Uh, I know her through another group that I play with called Deep Blue, which is sort of like a um a neoclassical orchestra that, right. that we do some stuff with. Um, but yeah, she's she's really really wonderful. And um, oh gosh, what animal would she represent? She's got a really wonderful curly red hair. Okay, I feel like there should be something obvious there. But anyway, I know she's sort of she is her own animal. Put it that way. Ah uh, yes. Um. And um, yeah, does so she go wild, does she go wild on them fiddle solos? She does. Yeah, she's pretty electric, actually. Um, so it's, yeah, I, I feel like there's so many metaphors to be had for everyone with red hair, but it's just it's just not coming right now. So um, <laughs> it's it's a yeah. real zoo. This this particular yeah, that's particular right. Outfit you have. Yeah. They're all very busy. A lot of side projects and main projects going on. Well, I guess you're mainly the side project for them. <laughs> Well, that's not what they tell me, but okay, know, maybe yeah. Uh, not to your yeah, face, you know, not to my face. Yeah, <laughs> I know how it is, though. No, um, yeah, I mean, no, I think it's wonderful. Like, um, that's sort of why we, you know, start playing together in the first place. Is like, hey, I like what you do. Mm. Do you like what I do? Uh, cool, let's do it together. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I think they're a wonderful band. I'm blessed to have them around. The, yeah, I was going to say, uh. Yeah, I'm guessing you must be so excited to eventually rebook those gigs and get up there and play with them. Yeah, and down here also. So October uh, is when we're looking to make all the magic happen again. Um, Tentative at this stage by the sounds of it. Yeah, well, you know, these things take a while to book in, so we've only only just bloody cancelled them. All good. Um, (laughs) All good things take time, Greg, so that's not a bad thing. yes. No, no, it's not. So, well, I mean, the whole cancelling thing—that was a yeah. bad thing. But um, <laughs> the rebooking thing is a good thing. But it will yes, take exactly, yeah. exactly. Now, apart from these rescheduled shows, tentatively later yep. in spring, what else are we looking yep. at at sorting out in the coming months for yourself, music-wise? Well, um, yeah, I'm going. I think I'm going to put out um, just a couple of these uh, sort of demo recordings or, or like live. Mm. Um, sort of in-studio live rehearsal recordings just to, yeah, because I really like them and I want other people to hear them. And, um, you know, I feel like we've uh, done the proper sort of single thing and we've shown that, you know, 
that's sort of our, our sonic stamp. And now let's, um, I don't know, let's go into the back room I feel and like, uh, get personal. I feel like because I want to is a good enough reason yeah. should not require yeah. further elaboration <laughs> at the end of the day. Because I want to. I was like, oh, okay, cool. You do you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right, actually, because I wanna. <laughs> um, so none of yeah, you can say, tell me otherwise. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really just need you to set me free there. Yeah, so I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so the, so that that'll be a thing. Um, some more shows, and then um, yeah, we'll see. Get the whole whole thing started again. There's a couple. Um, more songs sort of uh, rumbling around and uh, in various stages of pre-production. And, um, yeah, we'll make the best of those into uh, some shiny new songs. Put it out again. Very nice. Very, very nice, Greg. It's going to be mm. really keen to see some more stuff coming out from you. Thanks, man. Yeah. We're- Love to get your ears on it. Beautiful. We're going to play really soon the phenomenal closing track off the record, I Want to Know. Now, this one was – oh. This is definitely a standout. It's uh, such a such an epic track to finish on. Um, what I want to know is like how the hell you decide that you want one of like the well probably the most like bombastic song to finish on. What makes you decide to do that? Because a lot of people would put like the calmest song at the end of their EP, which was definitely. Oh, really? I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of bullshitting here. I'm trying to make this question interesting. Uh, <laughs> like I wouldn't be surprised if if someone. That wasn't you would put yeah. Hush at the end of the EP, yeah. which is the other track that's on there. Very more mellow song. But I want to know is really that. just a great finisher regardless. Um, what what makes you pick that as the song you finish off, essentially? Thank, well, yeah, first off, thanks for, thanks for having a listen. I appreciate the – yeah, I appreciate all your words. But, um, yeah, based, this song was just super fun because, you know, it's the end of the EP. It's the last song we did and um, – you know, we just deliberately gave ourselves no rules. Um, you know, if we so often um, the process of recording and making a song is always about like, okay, choosing the right elements. Don't overload it. Don't, you know, like make it too thick or whatever, because then everything will get lost in the mix. Yeah. Um, this song, we didn't, we didn't try and have any of that, uh, you know, any of that um, control over ourselves. It was just, you know what? I want another bass synthesizer in there. Let's do it. Chuck <laughs> it in. You know, another string layer. Yep. Whack it in there. Off you go. Uh, and just had a lot of fun. And I think you'd hear that in the track. So, um, yeah, it was it was sort of the release. It was the um, the big splash uh, that we want. You know, it it was just a no brainer for me to put it at the end to close the whole thing up. Just it just one of those songs that builds up and up and up and up to like this massive crescendo at the end, which is what I really like. Thanks, it's, it's my, yeah, it's 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 the right spot. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, it's fun live too. I'm, oh, I imagine it would be. Yeah, that'd be a great. Mm. That'd be probably a great one to play with the band. Definitely getting that full band Definitely. sound going. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, Greg, strangely enough, Greg, thank you so much for joining me on this fine evening. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm so keen to play the song. Before we do, where can people find your music and find your socials and that? Um, well, all the usual places. So uh, yeah, pop in Strangely Enough or Strangely Enough Band to uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, all the streaming spots, you know, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud. Uh, we're on all of them. We're everywhere. So, uh, yeah, strangely enough, band, check it out. Fantastic. Greg, thanks again. We're about to play the song. Why don't you do us a solid and announce it and tell us who you are? Sure. Uh, hi, this is Greg from Strangely Enough, 
and uh, you're listening to our new song I Wanna Know beautiful Hey, this is Turch, the CFO of the We Only Do One Take podcast, the only podcast on earth that is a complete shit show, and you're listening to Bar Talk.
cheeky that was a, a stomping track called fallout by the valiants and before the, the before that the absolutely brilliant finishing piece of his new ep strangely enoughs i want to know greg you damn bastard thanks so much for for joining me for being my little fun co-interviewee uh please go and check out the record if you haven't already uh, please go and check out his socials. And thank you to Michael from Kick Push PR for helping us get that one together. 
Ah, yes. It's good to finally interview a Melbourne artist again. It's been a while. I keep thinking, you know, we keep traveling interstate to do these interviews or, you know, the phone signal does. The phone signal travels a fair way. I don't travel. I, I do every single interview from this desk. I'm a lazy son of a bitch. And that's how I roll. Got to be comfy. Got to be comfy to get in the zone. I feel like if I wasn't in a comfortable spot, the interview would probably be, be shit. Although that said, that's probably <laughs> actually that's that's probably saying some bad things. I'm really happy actually with the with the stuff we're doing, uh, the outside broadcasts, the live interviews. So I, you know, <laughs> I take that back. Actually, you don't have to be that comfortable. You just have to have good company. And, you know, being comfortable is a bonus. Can't complain about it. You know, can't complain if I'm out as long as we're you know doing good shit, interviewing good people. I'm happy with that. Um, but yeah, the Valiants Fallout. What a good track. Did you like that? I definitely liked that. That was just, yeah, it just had groove. I like it when when your indie rock songs just have that stomping, simple, but well-executed groove. And I tell you what, pretty good for a debut single, am I right? This is the debut single off The Valiance, and it's a really good segue for what I was about to talk about, because these guys sent it in themselves. They sent it in to the AMR email themselves. I know. How good, I love it when we get songs sent in to us from the artists themselves, and the music's really bloody good. Uh, if if you are an independent Aussie, Kiwi, and Pacific Islander artist, please send in your your tunes, your new music, your upcoming singles, singles to amrairplay at mail dot com. That's amrairplay at mail dot com, um, and tell us all about you. And unfortunately, the Valiants didn't say much, apart from that they've got an upcoming gig at the Workers' Club, which, if you look on their socials, <laughs> it's tonight as of release. So, if you're in Melbourne and you're not doing shit, go down to the Workers' Club, do yourself a favour, because you know it's going to be good. If if all the songs are groovy as that, <laughs> they're going to have a pretty good set. They're doing, yeah, they're doing a headline show tonight at the, at the Workers' Club, which is a great venue. It's seen many artists on that merry little stage of theirs and a good stage it is too nice and high off the ground and it's about to see another legendary band grace at stage tonight if you're listening and it's not thursday well you fucking missed out didn't you i'm sure the gig went swimmingly i just want to mention too actually um the amr community and business partners i am of course talking about another iconic melbourne venue, or should I say Belgrave-related venue, people from Belgrave like to say they're not from Melbourne, which is really confusing because they're at the end of the Metropolitan train line. Uh, guys, honey, darling, sister, you're at the on the Metropolitan train line, you are part of the Melbourne metropolitan area. I don't care what you describe yourself as. I mean, they're far enough away that they've got their own thing going on. I have no idea what they're doing down there in the valleys of the Yarra Ranges, but I, I digress. The um, Suki Lounge is an awesome venue run by an awesome man, Steve, and the awesome staff and great, great cooks. Try the Arancini Balls. Try the Apple Crumble. Can recommend. Um, but they are, of course, a venue that we do love to keep showing up to and seeing awesome gigs. They've got a great amount of rescheduled gigs coming up. All the ones that, that got, uh, you know, <laughs> that to get postponed from last lockdown. And uh, God forbid we have another one because it's going to be a whole lot of messy, messy situations going on. Probably a few more rescheduled gigs rescheduled again. It's a never-ending cycle, isn't it? But no, when they're open, Suki Lounge are awesome to be at. And it makes me so happy that we have a great media partnership with them. 
Should also mention, of course, Drum Power Music Factory Direct, not far from Belgrave, but just down the road in um, Bayswater. But if you're locked down interstate or you can't get to Melbourne at the moment, which is pretty much a large majority of the world, uh, go and uh, go to their website and uh, order some music equipment to be delivered. If you're in, in Australia, they'll deliver it to you. But yeah, they've um, been a great, great business partner of AMR for many years now, and I'm looking forward to that partnership continuing. Now, I hope you are keen for some stoinkers because this this transitions well to the other thing I was going to talk about, which was Heavy Reborn, out every Friday with an absolute slew of awesome tracks. Uh, the latest episode that came out last week played a couple of tracks that we played first on Bar Talk, which I find astonishing because uh, <laughs> we're actually behind on the emails. So, you know, come on, guys. Come on, Jay. <laughs> lay, it off, lay, off the, uh, lay off your high horse there, your high editing horse. We're kind of pushing each other's necks right now. But no, the latest episode came out um, last Friday with Lunar Deity, awesome local band, and a great connection to this show. Because they are the backing band for Cami Cole. I think we mentioned this on last week's uh, episode. I'm not sure who's on this week, and I'm trying to see. Yeah, they haven't announced it yet. But rest assured, I'm sure you'll be finding out soon enough if they are interviewing anyone. Please make sure you join Gareth, Jay, Mick, and of course, Carly, if they're all in the studio together, for um, Have You Reborn Out every Friday on AustralianMusiciansRadio.com. Featuring an awesome, awesome multitude of heavy artists that are putting out great music around the country. Brilliant stuff. Speaking of Stoinkers, uh, we're going to play a couple now that have not been included yet on the latest uh, Heavy Reborn. Maybe they will be this week. I'm kind of keen to see. Uh, East Capri is up first with Make Wake and Repeat. I was about to turn that W upside down. Uh, you know, turn that frown upside down. No, Wake and repeat. Now, don't type in and. It's just an N, lowercase n. They're, they're really shortening their titles here. The rest of the, the words are spelt correctly, though. Yeah, it's a it's a real it's a real artist thing. It's a I don't I don't know, <laughs> but it's a thing across all genres to shorten your your titles. Anyway, East Capri, brilliant, brilliant bit of you know, just oh. Alt metal. I don't know. I don't know what the proper genre is. I'm not too familiar with how to, you know, describe the genres. But you know, influenced by everybody from Bring Me the Horizon to Twenty One Pilots, and you can kind of tell it's got a few electronic elements that I kind of like, and it sort of just mashes so well. The production on this is phenomenal and uh, great. Again, like like pre- like the previous song we played earlier in the episode. Great loud soft dynamics. Again, I love loud soft dynamics. You're gonna you're gonna really tickle my fancy if you put loud soft dynamics in your songs. These guys are really getting a lot of love, and, and no shit, they're putting out great tracks. Uh, this is going to be coming off their debut EP, which is so exciting. These guys are brand new; they're from Brisbane, and it's going to be out Friday, August the seventh. Sorry, not August the seventh, the twenty seventh. Add a two in front of that seven, and make it make me smile. That's the actual release date, and uh, this, it's going to be the title track. Off that EP. So, you know what? Crowning achievement song. Good stuff. After that, keeping things sort of punky or more so, but uh, Lucid Hoops. Great, great little band going on here with their new track, Kinder Company. Now, these guys are from Sydney. 
RIP, F in the chat, boys. Uh, they were supposed to be going on tour. Speaking of gigs, these guys were supposed to be opening um, their tour tonight at Crowbar in Sydney. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. And they were supposed to be playing on the basement, which is an awesome venue on the 22nd. Yeah, I don't think this New South Wales tour is happening, guys. I just have a feeling it isn't. They're supposed to be playing in Wollongong and Newcastle. Again, big L, fat L in the chat. Uh, for these guys, because uh, they must be absolutely bummed. So, you're going to have to send them a, a lockdown kiss for them. Maybe send them just a, a short video via Instagram or Messenger or their, you know, f- band's Facebook page Messenger. Just of so you, like, selfing, a, a blowing a kiss, you know, to, to show that we love them. And speaking of love, I love- I, Actually, another good point. If you If you want a tip for getting on this show- Make your simple yet satisfying vocal harmonies front and center of the chorus. This is what they've done in this track. And yeah, it's just like, mm, that's that's too good. I can't not include it. So, uh, that's, my, that's my thought process behind that. Uh, but yeah, great little, great little punky track. Well, you know, punky slash, you know, heavy rock track. I don't know. Again, genres are not my thing for this kind of music. But nevertheless, fucking love it. Good stuff, guys. In fact, I'm so excited, actually. We should play them both now. For those of you that have already forgotten the titles of the song or forget to look in the description of the episode, you're about to hear Strangely Enough with I Want to Know and The Valiance with Fallout right here on Bar Talk AMR. Inside my head Where everything is written All the things I never said Get me up last night Wake up now The sun is peeking in Can you wait outside Where my demons hide And my friends don't mind Cause they're not that shy Swing now if you can Don't let them in Can you wait outside Can you wait outside If it's not too late, if it's not too late 
Hey, this is Mick from Heavy Reborn, and you're listening to AMR. Gentle ladies and folkaroonies, I hope you treated yourself to some real stoink there. Oh, yeah, I did too. I tell you what, that was Kinder Company by Lucid Hoops. And before that, Wake Un, repeat by East Capri, right here on Bar Talk. Uh, the, the show that you can really sink your teeth into. Ah, that's probably been done. It's all good. Oh, I can't be bothered thinking of a... Thinking of a, a catchphrase, I think my catchphrase was a, for a while was going to be something like that because <laughs> we just pretty much wing this whole thing half the time, or that's what I feel like it is. Um, I'm very, very, very excited to play those tracks, and I'm super excited to have a little, little cheeky, cheeky ta- chat, cheeky talk about the Talk Hack Show. Have you checked out the Talk Hack Show with um, Adam Glynn, who's an excellent interviewer? I think we talked about this when I was um, last week with Gareth. Yeah, check out his recent episode with uh, with Rod Hardy, acclaimed Australian director from many, many TV shows. He's definitely directed something you've seen, can tell you that much. Um, but that's the latest episode that's out now. He's probably going to be coming with some new episodes soon. He does all kinds of things. He, he, he interviews artists, he interviews people that aren't artists. He uh, 
just play some tracks, play some of his old shit, you know? As in, like, his, I mean, like, bands that he grew up with or, well, not bands he grew up with, but bands he's known for a while. Look, Adam's been around for a while. In the scene, I mean. So, he's got a few more years than my, compared to myself, experience in the field, so to speak. And, it, and you can tell he really enjoys really asking the the deep, meaningful questions, you know. If we're a shit-talking show, he's the D&M you have, you know, at 2am around the glass table at the house party. <sniffs> smoking on them, sucking down on them fat ones. Slurping down the neckies, uh, if you know what I mean, and, and having a good old, good old, deep and meaningful that you probably forget the next day. That, that's uh, actually that's probably a bad way of describing it because you don't want to forget. You don't want to forget Adam's uh, podcast. It's a great little podcast. You can find that now at AustralianMusiciansRadio.com or um, also on Spotify too and a few other places. Uh, but yeah, check out the web page on the AMR website for that. I should also give a little um, shout out to what we've been doing on Premex, actually. Uh, at the start of this week, we put out a new Premex article by the absolutely stunning Taylor Roche. Uh, he came out with a brand new single. And I'm going to bring up bring it up now because uh, Susan, Susan Carroll has been doing some awesome articles, writing up. She really got a knack for the words. She's really improving and I love it. Um, but yeah, Taylor Roche brought out a great new single, All I Need. Uh, great throwback track, and you can listen to it now via AMR Premix and have a read through Susan's write-up because uh, I thought it was pretty good. Keep an eye out too uh, because uh, there's going to be more Premix articles coming soon. There's a bunch of releases coming up that I'm really excited about, and hopefully we'll get a chance to review them and, and chat about them and tell them what we like, tell the world what we like about them. But yeah, that's on AustralianMusiciansRadio.com as well. Go and check out the website after this episode's done. So much stuff on there. And I'm really happy with how much how much content we're coming out with lately. Um, but we're going to, I guess, yeah, we're starting to get to that point of the episode now where we're going to calm things down a bit. I said I was going to do a joke of the week. I really want to save it because I came up with a really good joke and it's mine and I, I don't want to waste it on thin air, so to speak. I want somebody there to react to my bad joke. So, hopefully next week when we get a, a, a co-host in. They can um, be be absolutely smitten with my with my joke sting, you know. But in the meantime, you have to deal with a bit of old psych. Now these guys we're about to play next, Fingerless. I thought we hadn't played them before. Turns out we have. Way back last year, when they came out with their uh, previous single, which was called, which was called, uh, I'm actually trying to remember the name now. Truth. That was the previous single. It's way back, I think, in like. Ages ago, go and check out the the RSS feed for the details on that. But that's not important right now. Uh, they've released a new single, and it's called "Leaf of Stone." Now, I don't know exactly what a leaf of stone is. I'm guessing it's just a a rock that is shaped like a leaf, or perhaps a stone you've you know carved to look like a an oak tree leaf, or a gum leaf, or a Pine cone, perhaps. Actually, I think out of all three of those, the easiest to carve would be a pine cone simply because of the, the structural shape behind it. But I digress. I don't think the song is necessarily about the literal meaning of it. It's probably about something else, which I'm not going to go into too much depth because I'm going to let you interpret it the way you wish. What I found really impressive, though, was the fact that it was done in a sort of a one-take live studio session. No click track, they say, and uh, very minimal overdub. So, not quite one take, but, you know, pretty much what you hear 
is what they did in the studio. Which is pretty cool. I, I got um, I'm very was very very satisfied by the uh, chord changes going on in the chorus. I know it was a very simple chord progression, but nonetheless, you know, it's simple because it works. You know, it gave me a little bit of reminders about um. Back late last year when we interviewed August Riverband and the English Rain, again, Queensland artists doing that sort of throwback psych style. They've dabbled in a bit of that too. Yeah, sort of got cool cool vibes that reminded me of those guys. So, you know, <laughs> getting the comparisons in thick and fast. Nonetheless, this stands out quite well, obviously, that's <laughs> why I've chosen it. And yeah, just a great, satisfying chorus. Good stuff, guys. Really good stuff. After that, uh, we have a little, another absolutely treat. And this was one probably one, production-wise, probably one of the my favourites in terms of, you know, the sonic palettes. Beastie by Reb Fountain. Now, this is definitely an artist I haven't played before because with a name like that, you can't not forget. Uh, Reb's from New Zealand and uh, she's got an album coming out. Her follow-up, Softmore. It's going to be called Iris. And she wrote it in lockdown in their very limited New Zealand lockdown, which I'll I'll never, ever, ever, you know, shy away from mentioning every time a New Zealand artist complains about lockdown because it was shit short compared to ours last year. Um, but, yeah, this is uh, about the yeah, – well, actually, what is it about? I think it's about some pretty serious themes um, to do with domestic violence as well in there and, and yeah, violence against women. So, you know, in all seriousness, uh, quite important – important topic but just a really really sultry little track i tell you what rep you just hold you just really getting me up with that piano progression and then she doesn't resolve it back to the major listen to it in the verse it's a very prominent piano line and you think she's going to resolve it but she doesn't so she leaves you hanging you know it's like the cliffhanger it's like the the chord progression equivalent of a cliffhanger so, well done, Reb. You've uh, hyped me up <laughs> and haven't resolved it. But no, it's just uh, it keeps you on your toes. Maybe just like, I think it's, I think sonically, it makes things seem a bit creepier and, you know, keeps you on edge a little bit more than would be otherwise. So, I'm excited to hear more. I'm really keen, you know, to see musically what, what she's going to bring to this new record. But nonetheless, we're going to have to, we're going to, you're going to have to deal with, uh, with just, the song in the meantime. Actually, she's she's um, open for a few very prominent artists, including Crowded House and Nick Cage. So, that's that's a good one to tick off on. Um, but you know what? I'm going to say no more and play the songs. You are about to hear Fingerless with Leaf of Stone and Reb Fountain with Beastie right here on your darling show, The Bar Talk. Lay me down to rest Need to look my best When I'm on my own Weighing on my chest Lest I be alone Arrest. Though not 
G'day, it's Gareth McDowell here from AMR Content, and you are listening to Bar Talk on the one and only AMR. Absolutely swell shongs. Reb Fountain with Beastie. And before that, Fingerless with Leaf of Stone. Right here on Bar Talk on AMR. And wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yeah. It's your boy, Big D, coming at you right here to, um, I guess, plug a few of our socials. Actually, you know what? No, no. Fuck that. I'm going to put that later. Just talk about what we've been doing in the uh, gig sphere and the uh, interview sphere that have been outside this lonely, swell home that I have here. No, I'm talking a bit more about like the AMR podcast specials. Oh, my gosh. Great stuff coming up. Or, you know, not great stuff coming up. Great stuff that's previously come to us. Our Opal Ocean, brilliant interview that Suze and GM did. 
at the aforementioned Suki Lounge in Belgrave the other week. Uh, apparently, the show was just superb and the boys were even better at the guitar. But that uh, interview, I've had to listen to it, is just phenomenal and it's a lot of fun. Suze, Suze gets around. Go and have a listen to it. Great interview. And be sure to listen to our latest uh, latest Bar Talk shortcut with uh, Luna Vexa, if you haven't already. Where, of course, Raria opened, as I mentioned before. Hopefully tomorrow night, tomorrow night as a release, fingers crossed, I should be at the Achiku album launch at the Gasso there in Collingwood. Should be a fun show. Assuming nothing happens, fingers crossed again, touch wood. Um, but, yeah, hopefully we should be chatting to Anika, whom you may remember we interviewed back last year when she came out with her record. I'll probably be asleep, which is a great record. Great record. Uh, go and listen to it if you haven't already or if you've forgotten it. And uh, get keen to hear my upcoming Bar Talk shortcut if it goes ahead. Um, I should talk real briefly about the last two tracks of this episode. Shouldn't waste any more of your time because there's some really, really mm, smooth stuff coming up. Liv McLean is the first one we're going to play after we uh, wrap things up with her new song, New Pair of Eyes. Now, this particular song is not going to be off any particular record of hers, but rather a compilation album by uh, Tremorverse Records uh, called Tremorverse 3. And I have to say, I'm going to be full Barry B. Benson from uh, the B-movie and go, do you like jazz? Because you better like jazz for this one because this is so fucking jazzy. Um, and oh, Liv's voice, mwah, it's beautiful. Hits the, hits the jazz spot right there. And uh, I'm not sure exactly when the record's going to be out, but uh, this is the second song they've released off that compilation. So, it should be a fun little little project going there, Liv. Keen to see you part of it. After that, though, we're going to finish off on an artist that we are all too familiar with. Now, Jessica Tori. Uh, we played her song, her, her debut song back last year. Uh, put out a second, second single earlier this year, which Suze did a great review of. Her first actual... Her first actual Premex article since we released it. And now she's finally released her solo debut album, which is called The Truth About Me. And we're going to play one of the album tracks off it. It's not a single, but it's called Simple. It's a little album pick for you. Just a great one to finish off. Um, it's classic Jessica. I mean, she knows what she's doing. Um, just great strummed guitars and a really soulful vocals. And uh, the whole album, like her other... Other songs she's put out is a collaboration between herself and Ben Panucci, uh, who has helped produce the record with her. And now the pattern list was all done through the lockdowns they've had up in there in Sydney. So, you know what? Again, being very productive in these trying times. The uh, album's out now. She wants everybody to listen to it. And in free, six, swing in 60s, free love fashion, it's open for everyone to listen. Uh, so, please go and give it a spin when you can. Jessica's an awesome artist and an artist that is now sending in her own track. She's doing all her own PR and doing an absolutely brilliant job. So, again, there's no reason why you can't do your own press releases, guys, and your own PR. And to start you off on that journey, please send in your original new tracks to amrairplay at mail.com. 
Uh, send us a message too if you're not sure what to send because uh, it can be a confusing world out there. But speaking of what we have, better mention our socials. Now's the appropriate time to say it, Daniel. Of course, make sure you go and check our AMR Australia on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages. Posting up plenty all across all three. And be sure to check out Bar Talk socials on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, make sure you can check out FarQ and Heavy Reborn's own Facebook pages as well. They've got their own stuff happening there. And be sure to subscribe, like, and follow us on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure you go and check out all the rest of our episodes at australianmusiciansradio.com forward slash bar hyphen talk or shows.acast.com forward slash bar talk or wherever you get your podcasts. Folks, it's been fun going solo again with you this week. Fingers crossed I'll have a co-host with me next week. Everybody pulled out on me and I'm a little bit upset, but nonetheless, we power on. That's what we do here at AMR. We put, we roll up one sleeve and we give him the finger for fucking off. Uh, well, I'm going to do that too. I'm going to fuck off and leave you to listen to these last two songs. Sound good? Definitely does. It's Liv McLean with New Pair of Eyes and after that, Jessica Tory with Simple. Good afternoon, good evening, good night, folks, and we'll see you next week with another classic episode. My eyes, they're getting pretty old. My eyes, can't see what it is to unfold in front of them. When I watch the news, catching up with right then
know and widening out my perspective Choosing to wipe out the negative No, this ain't no Australianmusiciansradio.com